0: Welcome back to Actually Adultish. My name is Christina and I'm pumped because it's the bonus episode, the reality TV episode. I love these episodes because I just sort of rant and ramble about reality TV because I have no one to talk to about it. So just talking to you. So here we go. First, I just want to remind you to make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. Also, please leave a rating and a review on iTunes. I know I say it every week, but I cannot tell you how much it helps. It literally takes two seconds. And I know you're probably just scrolling through Instagram anyway. So just go on iTunes and leave a rating and a review and you're going to be the best. And... Also, if you want to support the show, don't forget to shop through the Amazon link that's in the show notes. It doesn't cost you any extra money, but it just helps me out so that I can get out of debt from starting this podcast because I know people don't know this, but it costs money to run a podcast and I am literally thousands of dollars in debt because of this, but whatever also you can become a patron of the show patreon.com slash actually adultish and you can pledge a certain amount of money each month it can be literally a dollar it can be 10 if you're really an overachiever and that also helps support me the other thing that I want to talk to you about is beauty counter because I want you guys to stop using toxic makeup I want you to stop putting harmful products on your body because they go into your body. Your skin is your largest organ. I know I'm like joking about this, but I'm also dead serious. I'm so passionate about this issue because people don't realize how much what they put on their body affects what's inside their bodies. And I get a lot of testing done, as I'm sure you know, if you follow me on social media, And I remember the first time I got a blood work test back with just my levels of toxins in my body was just so scary. And my doctor goes, what makeup products do you use? And I go, what do you mean? He goes, this number. It literally would break down what you're using by body products and stuff like that and basically he was like whatever lotions or you know face creams or makeup you're using it's toxic and it's you have really high levels in your body in your blood and I was like whoa not cool and that's when I started getting into non-toxic makeup and since then those numbers have gone down dramatically and I'm so happy about that so I do not want my body filled with Endocrine disruptors, hormone disruptors, carcinogens. I don't really want to put my health at risk even more so. So, if you haven't already checked out Beauty Counter, it's literally, I get everything from there body wash, hair, shampoo, conditioner, hand soap, all my makeup, everything. And top products for sure charcoal bar, charcoal mask. Um, how do I pick the mascara freaking amazing shampoo and conditioner? And I'm going to be, what do I want to say? Mm, definitely the bronzer. The bronzer is Bay also lip shear and twig. Oh, it's like picking a favorite child. It's really hard, but yeah. So if you need help picking out products or if you have any questions, you can always email me at addicted to lovely at gmail.com. Always happy to answer questions. I love makeup. As you guys know, I might start doing more makeup tutorials on my blog. I've been debating that and people have been asking for them. So I'm down. I'm looking into that. It's kind of a lot of work, but we'll see. Yeah, and if you want to shop, just shop at beautycounter.com slash Christina Rice. If you want to join the movement, you can join the movement by just purchasing products and becoming a member of the beauty counter community. You can also become a band of beauty member, which basically means you get free shipping. You get product credit. Every time you buy products, you get a free gift. When you sign up, it basically pays for itself because the membership does cost money, but it immediately pays for itself because you just get a free product right then and you get all sorts of perks. So it's the best. You can also become a consultant like me if you're passionate about it. Become a consultant. It's the best thing I ever did. And if you want to do any of that, you can just reach out to me and I will tell you what to do. And that'll be awesome. And then the other thing I want to talk to you about is Cassandrinos. You guys know I'm obsessed. And that's another huge thing that people need to switch out. they oils that they're using. Stop using inflammatory oils. If you're not going to make any other changes in your health, I swear to God, if you just switch out your cooking oils to things that are real high quality oils you will feel so much better and you will notice a huge difference and castendrinos is the only olive oil brand i use i bring it with me everywhere it tastes so good i pour it on all my meals it's delicious they get their olive oil straight from their family farm in greece it's literally straight from greece it's amazing and you can totally taste the difference. And I just love the company, family owned. I can trust them. I talk to them, and I know that it's legit. And they cold press their olive oil so they don't use heat or chemicals. They keep all the nutrients intact, and it's just amazing. So buy it in bulk, stock up, and then you'll be set for a long time. Like I just buy it every once in a while, and I get a ton, and then I'm stocked up. You can use the code addictedtolovely or the code actuallyadultish and you'll get 10% off your whole order. So I recommend you do that. And olive oil is also a really good gift. Like giving people high quality olive oil is the new wine, basically. You know, when you give somebody a fancy wine from like Italy, instead give them a fancy bottle of olive oil from Greece. Like, come on. That's so genius so yeah love it all right let's hop into um reality tv I sadly have I literally have a note on my phone slash computer that's called reality tv notes because just when I see things I don't want to forget if I have something to say about it so I just make a little note and I have my bachelorette notes, my Real Housewives of New York, my Real Housewives of Orange County. I'm really, really happy with life right now because Real Housewives of New York and Real Housewives of Orange County are on at the same time, which just means that the heavens are shining down because those are two of the best housewives happening. And it's at once and it's during summer and just such good drama. I can't even tell you, but before we get into that, let's just talk about the Bachelorette because it's almost over, crazy, and then it'll be Bachelor in Paradise, which is literally just going to be a shitstorm. I don't even know what to do about that, but we'll get there later. So there's it's been a few episodes since we talked about this, but I'll just go over some highlights, some funny things. I don't even rem- I'm like looking at my notes and I don't even remember. Half of this stuff. So, the last time that we talked, Matt and Adam were still on this show, and it got to that awkward point where we didn't know who was going to go home next, but Matt and Adam were still on the show, and everybody in America is just thinking, Matt and Adam why are you still here and it bothers me how much airtime they get they spent half the episode showing matt and adam are those even their names i'm pretty sure those were their names they spent half the episode showing them complaining about not getting enough time with her and also just basically saying oh i wonder i don't know they were just acting like they had a shot and they were complaining about things and i'm just thinking in my head you know you're not gonna win We all know this is just a waste of time. You're going home next. And they were just annoying me. That also was the episode when she buys Brian a watch. And it was very... I don't know why it was so weird to me that she bought him a watch. First of all, it was just a huge purchase and like a little too nice. And I always think when I see those kinds of things, what if he isn't the one that you pick because w- it would be weird for him and her at the end like what do you do with this really really nice watch because I feel like I would want to keep the watch because bachelorette mems, and also it's expensive af it's like really nice you don't want to throw it out but also bad memories if you lose the show you know I don't know I just always feel like that's weird and that's like a big statement and he also was just way too excited about the watch. Way too excited. I just I he was like giggling like a little girl and it was like she had bought him a like his reaction was as if she had just proposed with this fancy diamond ring and he had this crazy gigglish reaction and he was just way too happy about it. It made me not like him even more because i'm just overall very suspicious of him just very suspicious of him just made me not like him because he was just i've never seen him so excited and it was about something material does that make sense it just really bothered me i'm like it's a watch why are you not that excited that you're in a different country with a beautiful woman who you claim you're in love with after two seconds we'll get to that in a second and then they showed peter and dean back at the place i love when they do the little flashbacks of what the guys are talking about at the i guess not the mansion the hotel because you know it's so staged like you know the producers were like can you sit here and talk shit about brian and what you think is going on but that's okay i'll roll with it i'll roll with it so peter and dean my two favorite humans are talking about how brian's sweet talks women and i'm like okay wait so they know what dirt do they know on him because yeah that's the vibe i get too and now i really don't like brian and you know she rachel had been saying that she felt like he was too good to be true and now i'm just like yeah i think he is too good to be true and it pisses me off that i guess i'm like thinking dean and peter if you're saying this why haven't you expressed these concerns about brian to anybody else or rachel because I don't, I just don't like Brian, and I trust anything Dean and Peter say, because they're the best, and then Dean gets the one-on-one, Adam and Matt are pissed, and I get irritated, because I just don't know why Adam and Matt are pissed, and I mean, it's just like, I don't know, it's sad, and at this point, I think it's just really clear that Peter is the only competent one because he's just... Brian's suspicious. Dean is really hot and cute, but also immature. On this date, Dean is being super awkward and is he's like, What's your favorite dinosaur? And I'm just like, Dean, can you be serious for five seconds? Like That's so immature to try and change the subject. She's trying to talk about something serious and... We all know they have a total of like 20 minutes together in reality on the show and he's wasting and asking making bad jokes like what's your favorite dinosaur he just he looked so awkward and un- uncomfortable and I just felt like it was really sixth grade and I wasn't into that I wasn't into that Peter's just the only one who is like a real man and competent, and he was also wearing this sweater that I swear to god he took out of my closet he was wearing the same sweater I wear every Christmas he has I don't know who's gonna win It also took me a really long time to realize that he has white hair. Like, he's got that peppered look. I just realized that this week. And I'm like, how did I go the whole season not realizing that? But I don't know. He's just mature and normal. And I don't even know. So also, I get really mad when when Rachel says that she doesn't know if somebody's going to accept the rose. Like, you know, like in her interviews. And I'm just thinking, you know he's going to accept the rose. Like They're all there to try and win your heart. And you're sitting there being like, oh, I don't know if he'll accept it. Okay, maybe at this point, further down the road, Peter is like sketch. But at this point, it wasn't sketch. And she should know that obviously they're going to. They're definitely going to accept it. So I don't know why she complains about that. Just silly drama. I also realized at this point, I'm like, have Matt and adam even kissed her because it's but they're just it's just a lost cause dude i'm sorry i'm also slowly starting to like eric throughout this process whereas before i was so against him and they made him out to be this villain at the beginning and like kind of crazy and off the handle and now that he's made it further they're just trying to gloss over that whole past and make him seem really nice and they want everybody to love him so i'm just like yeah abc okay So Matt goes home, no one cares, but truly, he seems nice, he seems like a nice guy, sorry. Then they go to dinner, and she didn't even talk to Adam on that date during the day. They just, like, Eric got time and she didn't, but, yeah, then Adam goes home, and they also don't really care, so that was it. And... I also I just get so annoyed at how dramatic the rose ceremonies are because I was thinking in my head do they teach them how to give out roses in a dramatic way like I wonder if at the beginning of the seasons they sit there and they go this is how you give out a rose to make it really dramatic like the long pauses I'm just like can you just give out the freaking rose it's just too much it's just too much but that was that episode then we move on to hometowns and the episode starts off and I'm really irritated because Rachel is a beautiful woman and I just hate when she does these really weird makeup and fashion things that make no sense so her hair is pinned back like her bangs are pinned back like 2009 remember when that was really cool like you took your side bangs and you put body pins in them and it just it was like a poof but not a poof you guys know what I'm talking about That was just a mess. So we start off with Eric. And I mean. I don't know. I just feel like. I can't tell if he's just like really trying to play up this sob story. I just feel like he really wants everybody to feel bad for him. And she's just like you're so strong. And he's like I know. And I'm just like can you be a little more humble about it. I don't know. But I I do like him. I also just I'm just like you're not gonna win though because you're the first hometown date so that just means that you don't have enough drama to win I loved his aunt Verna she was so cool and yeah I don't know if it was a pretty not dramatic hometown date really not much to say but I do like him more and more as this up season goes on I just feel like I don't know what I think because ABC just tricks me into thinking things. So I just can't trust my my perceptions. Then we move on to Brian and I just don't trust him. And his mom, Olga, is just too much. She's obsessed with him and I'm really uncomfortable. And there's this weird Oedipus complex thing going on and She also calls him out and she's like, Brian has seen so many girls. And I was like, okay, so he is a womanizer. Brian is so suspicious. Like, he's so suspicious. I keep thinking, why are you not married? I think that he just wants to be the bachelor. And I think that he's full of shit. And he's a charmer. He's a charmer. And his mom knows it. And his mom also reminds me of the woman in Monster in Law. It's just a lot. I just I just think it's he's sketch. And he also has really bad fashion. I don't know why he's wearing a freaking ombre shirt. And of course he tells Rachel he loves her. It's just bullshit. And I, I can't tell if she is still suspicious of him or not, because I'm praying she is because I don't trust anything he's saying. It's just I, I'm just trying to look out for you, girl. I'm just trying to look out for you because I I truly love Rachel. She's she's Bay, I think it's funny how she switches her look according to wherever she is I don't know if you guys have noticed that but she kind of dresses according to where she is like Miami she's got these Miami vibes and when she's with Eric she's got these like suburban vibes I don't even know you know what I mean so that was that Brian suspicious of you not into you then we move on to Peter who Apparently is not going to get married. That's weird. I don't get this whole thing with Peter and the not getting married. i just... I'm like... Well, actually I do more so. But I don't really know why he... I guess he's just not at the point where he could marry her and he feels that pressure. Meanwhile, she's just like, come on. Marry me. We'll get to that in a second. But... What I really want to talk about is Dean's hometown date because I think we all know that was one of the most interesting hometown dates ever. So I feel so bad for Dean, first of all. Well, this is what I don't get. Why does why does Peter get to have her hang out with all of his friends, which is like so cool. But Dean, I'm sure the producers made her, made, or sorry, made him bring her to his family knowing that he's had such a rough past and like it would be weird versus like letting hi- letting him take her to see his friends or his new life. You know, I know there have definitely been people in past seasons who don't have good relationships with their families who don't bring the person back to meet that family like they'll, they'll bring them to the people they consider family now and. I just feel like the producers basically made Dean face his family after X amount of years. He was clearly uncomfortable. He literally looked constipated that entire episode. That's how uncomfortable he was. And, and he brought up some good points. She was just, like, asking if he had reached out to his dad. And he goes, well, whose job is it to reach out? And I honestly totally agree with him on that. Like, his dad should have stepped up. I feel I feel really bad for Dean because it was, like, He had to, that was just a big step for him in his life, and he has to do it on TV. And I just felt bad for him. So we go in, and his dad is kind of an ass at first. He makes them listen to this gong and lay on the floor. And, but then he tries to do something nice. He like gives them some feathers or something. Then Dean won't eat the food that his dad made, which was like kind of a dick move. But,. I don't know I just felt bad that Dean had to do this whole confrontation right there like I'm sorry but the point of this is so that she meets the family not like okay let's watch Dean deal with his family issues right now if that makes sense I just felt horrible because I felt like he was forced into dealing with them and he wasn't ready and it was just a lot and also I just felt bad for Rachel too so I just think the whole situation is really uncomfortable and I mean Rachel couldn't even pronounce the dad's name or the The new wife's name it was really awkward and then his dad i kind of thought was gonna fly off the handle his dad is in such denial and dean is like sitting there giving him the truth and it's like talking to somebody it's like talking to a wall i felt I, i was angry for dean like i wanted to shake his dad and be like you're being such a dick right now i just I felt really bad for him and he was trying to stick up for himself and you could tell his sister was like so in awe of him you could just tell that his dad is in denial and delusional and wants to seem like he's his perfect dad and dean's like no i'm not just gonna gloss over the fact that you sucked when i was younger and his dad just wants to forget that whole time period i'm sure his dad is really embarrassed i mean i'm just wondering what this dad thinks of this whole situation and like being on tv his dad was interesting and then dean says that he loves her and then i don't know if i I was so confused but i'm pretty sure she said she was falling in love with him too and she hadn't said it to anybody else at that point and then she freaking sends him home and i was like what the hell you can't put dean through such an uncomfortable situation and then tell him that you're falling in love with him and then send him home no I felt so bad for Dean and you could tell he didn't even know how to take it but I don't think that they would ever make him bachelor I don't know because I just don't think they would make him bachelor because his family situation is so weird but he's such a cutie I also don't know if he's just mature enough but I also feel like they made him look immature so I don't really know then let's move on to top three so we have Peter and he says he loves her and she says it back. And I'm just like, is that allowed? Every time that happens, I just am like, is that allowed? I'm also irritated that we meet the family before we meet the family before fantasy suites. Like, I don't know why that bothers me. And it's so funny because you can tell the guys were like kind of like, oh, I didn't know we were meeting the family first. <laughs> but gotta do what you gotta do. So Rachel's family is really sweet. I really like that they're, they just seem really down to earth and like realistic about the whole situation. And I wish the dad was there because he's a judge and I feel like he would be so rough on them and it would have been amazing. But I was talking to my friend about it and we were just wondering if he like maybe can't, isn't actually allowed to be on TV because he's a judge. I don't know if that would affect things, but. And the guys were so nervous. And I'm like, you should not be nervous right now because you're so lucky that the judge isn't there. He would kick your ass emotionally. But the sister is really pretty. Like, I'm just like, wow, these women are gorgeous in that family. But she had, I don't know why she had to wearing such bizarre clothes. Like, her sleeves were bigger than my whole body. And, like, just on the bottom part of her sleeves. Like, past her elbow i don't get shirts like that it was really weird it's like a a lamp i don't really know if tell me i'm not the only one who noticed a weird fashion i don't get it she's a very beautiful woman though i was just in awe of her beauty tbh but yeah so the family definitely thinks it's weird that peter's parents were engaged in a month and also, Rachel's brother-in-law was just giving me really weird vibes. I don't know if I was the only one, but yeah. And then Peter won't ask for the blessing. And I'm just like, Peter, shit. But you can tell the mom actually likes that. She's like, okay, he's in it real deal because he... You know, he's serious about it. He wants actual wedding, actual marriage. And he can tell. like I He can tell. He doesn't know from this whirlwind... Bake experience because they seriously only spend two seconds together the whole season it's scary af scary af so i was disappointed though because in a perfect world peter would just ask for the blessing it'd be great then we go to eric and i crack up because literally the first scene they're like eating a meal not actually eating because on the bachelorette they don't actually eat it's so annoying he has this huge plate of fruit in front of him <laughs> it's literally a plate of fruit the size of my whole body and as if that's his meal and i'm just like who eats that it was just ridiculous whatever so eric's never met a girl's family i guess i don't know he just has no experience with girls and i felt bad that everybody's kind of grilling him about that because i don't know i mean yeah it could just mean it could be bad but also could be good it could just mean that he is really picky about women, you know? I don't think you have to have a lot of experience to know how to fall in love with somebody. But, and I get it, because the more I've learned about him, the more I understand that he's really sort of protected his heart, I guess. So it just makes more sense. But I felt like he wasn't really being himself that whole hometown date because he was so nervous. Like, it was just very it felt very much like the little boy trying to impress his school teacher versus like just being real and calm and relaxed. I want to just be like, loosen up, man. But you know, I get it. I get it. But yeah, it wasn't really climactic. And then he asked for her hand in marriage and they say, yes, of course kind of convolutedly, <laughs> She's basically like, if Rachel wants it, then I trust her. And he's like, He lights up and I'm like, you realize she like, didn't really say that she wants you to marry, marry her. She just kind of said, I'm fine with whoever Rachel picks. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. I don't know. Then we go on to Brian, who just, again, I feel like is up to no good. I'm over him. And I love that they start grilling him. And they start grilling her about him. And then she freaks out, gets defensive. They both run away. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? It's just just a little ridiculous. So I just think that the fact that he kind of runs away shows he's just... He's a troublemaker. And the fact that the family picked up on the on that they needed to grill him more and grill her more about him just made me happy because I just want somebody to knock some sense into Rachel and be like, Brian is suspicious. He just is using you. And if they make him The Bachelor, I'm going to freak the fuck out. I don't want to watch it because I don't trust him. He's just, his cheekbones are too perfect it's just too much it's just too much so then we start moving on to one-on-ones we go to eric's one-on-one we go to peter's one-on-one and peter's one-on-one there's this singing old man and literally my friend and i were crying cracking up for 20 minutes because it was so awkward they're just standing there where this guy talks to them in a different language they don't understand and then he's singing to them for a solid five minutes and they're just pretending to enjoy them and I'm like how awkward is this that some random old man is just sitting there singing to you at the top of your ear lungs and you have no idea what he's saying it was just crazy and then this they're having a serious conversation and this random little girl shows up out of nowhere I'm like there's no such thing as a random little girl showing up on the bachelorette the producer was like random little girl go up there and interrupt them Okay, like it was just unnecessary and annoying. Then we get to the problem because then they start having this serious conversation and Brian is basically saying, I'm not ready for marriage. And she's saying, well, he's basically saying engagement to me means marriage and I'm not ready for marriage, so I can't get engaged right now. And she's basically like, well, that's not what an engagement means to me. To me, it just means like we're going to keep dating and I'm just like, what the fuck, Rachel? Why are you so desperate to get engaged? Like, it kind of pisses me off that, that if that's really her attitude towards engagement or if it's just like, she, I feel like she's just trying to make sure that she doesn't end this show. Like, she wants a proposal at the end of the show because it's kind of, I think she thinks it's embarrassing to not have a proposal. But at the end of the day, how can you not agree with Peter that engage an engagement? He's like serious. He's like an engagement means marriage to me. And he is genuine and wants to do it once. And she's just like, okay, well I just like need to end the show with an engagement and I like you. So this isn't gonna work. I don't know. And it was so awkward. Cause they're just both like, Hmm, what do we do from here? You know, it's just so awkward. And I'm sure she's like, well, do I give him the fantasy card date after she just had this, Really funny. (laughs) Her fantasy sweet date with Eric was so funny because like I don't even know. Eric just has those googly eyes and I feel like he's like a little boy in dreamland and I don't know. And then they end the episode with us not knowing what she's going to do about Peter and if she sends him home. I'm honestly stressed out about if she's going to send him home or not. I'm really, really stressed out about it because... If she sends him home and it's down to Brian and Eric, then I'm going to have to be team Eric and. But then again, maybe it's good if he sends him home because then he can be the bachelor. But then I won't like whoever she ends up with. This is really freaking stressful. Really stressful. I can't i guess we'll just have to see i'm curious mental is next week and mental is always so boring all i care about is the finale and i feel like it's weird that they are halfway through a fantasy suite episode and then it'll be the finale i don't know the timeline is all screwed up and i like it in a really nice box i like each episode to be different theme i don't like half fantasy suite half final finale i don't like that they've already met all the parents I don't know whatever it's all messed up but I honestly genuinely this is probably the first year in like five years that I haven't had it spoiled so I don't know who wins and I truly don't know who she's gonna send home but I just love Peter a lot and if Brian I just don't want Brian he's sketch so that's the bachelorette let me know what you think moving on to housewives because this is important so Real Housewives of Orange County is back in action. Love it. A lot going on. So we start off this season and I feel really bad that Shannon is so not confident in herself and she's gained a lot of weight and you can tell she's just very insecure about it. And I... I feel for her, but at the same time, you can't say that you gain all that weight because of Vicky. Like, I totally understand that stress causes it, but you can't literally blame someone for, like, 50 pounds of weight gain. You can't blame one person. You have to take some personal responsibility, and I'm not team Vicky at all. I'm always team Shannon and team Tamara, but you just can't. She keeps saying, I gained this weight because of Vicky. Like, come on. You you just can't do that. So also Kelly is back this season and I really don't like Kelly Dodd. I think I mean she just reminds me of a really immature, rude high school girl and just needs to grow up, but she's Vicky's only friend and they need Vicki to have an ally for this to be interesting. So it's too bad. And I feel really bad for Tamara and her daughter. I love Tamara so much. Now that Heather's gone, Tamra's my number one this season. And I just... The situation with her daughter makes me want to cry because I feel like Tamara is a really good mom and she just must be... I don't know, it's painful. And I'm sure it's hard for her to keep talking about it on this show and so publicly and people are rubbing it in her face and that's not fair and not something that you touch, you know, really. It's just a, such a sensitive topic. And so I just feel bad for her. But... And then Lydia is back and... Lydia's annoying, and I don't like her. I just don't like... I forgot about her for a while, and now she's back. I don't know why they put her back on here. I'm curious to see whose team she's on, although we quickly find out. Vicky, as usual, doesn't know how to be alone. I don't know why men like her. She cannot survive without a man, and that's just really... You know, for somebody who's all about... I feel like she tries to be the epitome of this like I don't know what the word is a really powerful strong woman and you just aren't if you're so dependent on a man like she's never been single you need to get to know yourself and love yourself and be a strong independent woman before you know that's why she just keeps dating her immediately falls in her lap but this new guy she's dating Steve is that his name <laughs> I don't fucking know his name he seems pretty cool honestly like, I, he seems normal at least, so I'm just glad Brooks is gone. Although, how funny it would be if Brooks came back? So, yeah, I don't know. I just am over it. And Megan is uninteresting. I mean, she's had a baby, but I don't know. I mean, Megan, I don't... I mean, I actually really like Megan, but I just feel like she's kind of boring. There's nothing ever exciting going on with her, so... It's whatever. Then the, they take... Shannon and Tamara take the girls dress shopping and the moms are being so conservative. It's annoying because I'm like, you, like Tamara, Tamara, you wear the, some scampy clothes and you're sitting here saying that these outfits are not appropriate. Like, come on, just let let her live a little bit. Sophie is old enough. I was just you know, trying to just let your kid go to a dance and feel like she looks hot. This is what the kids are wearing nowadays. And you wear inappropriate things all the time and you're 50, so whatever. And then I just immediately got annoyed because Lydia is trying to be the friendship whisperer. She always puts herself in the middle of everything and I'm just like, can you please stop getting in the middle? She instigates things and tries to hide it like because she loves jesus and i just i'm over it i'm over it so then we have ava's birthday party which was this two-year-old's birthday party was truly nicer than my sweet 16 and i thought my sweet 16 was pretty pretty great but it was a lot going on they're showing all the prep and they're spending a lot of money and yeah then we get introduced to peggy who's the new housewife not sure how I feel about her net. yet. She seems really intense, kind of at first, very rich, clearly. Um, she has had her surgery, and I feel for what she's gone through as she explains more about herself. I think it's really admirable what she did because her mother had breast cancer and she doesn't want her kids to watch her suffer in case she gets it and i'm sure it's a really difficult process and i really i really like her and her husband's relationship off the bat he seems like he just like truly adores her and she truly loves him so off the bat i think they're like they seem really nice and cool but i also think she kind of she definitely has a different sense of humor than the other women and also i don't know well i'm interested to see who she aligns with let's put it that way And then he throws her an $85,000 necklace and I'm like, holy fucking shit. Oh, my God. I couldn't even believe that. But this is what the housewives are. So, yeah. And then Shannon does some feng shui, which we don't care about. She's just ridiculous. Um, Then we start talking about all of the... Brianna, Vicky, Tamara, Shannon stuff. Shannon needs to stop blaming everything on Big Vicky again. You can't... Literally every single second, she's just bringing up that Vicky Gunvalson is why she gained weight. And I'm just like, stop trying to justify the weight gain and instead just take control of your life and work on yourself and move on from Vicky because you're just harping over it. Come on. I also think it was really harsh of Tamara to unfriend brianna i feel bad that she's stuck in the middle of it because brianna is like the voice of reason and i know she's she just always means well and i know it's like she wants to have a good relationship with her mom but she also knows her mom is wrong and Tamara is so against vicky i just feel really bad for brianna and it's hard it's really hard um yeah then we get to the birthday party Lydia's mom is literally rubbing Tamara's boobs with dust or confetti or something I don't really know what it was but it's cracking me up I mean I think Lydia's mom should just be the next housewife because I'm down with her she's fun Lydia however is really annoying and then she brings up Vicky and I'm just like why are you bringing up Vicky you know this would cause drama she knows this will cause drama and she just does it anyways lydia needs to shut up she tells shannon that she's like vicky which obviously that's gonna press a button shannon goes ballistic and lydia just doesn't even know the situation needs to stop trying to get involved and stop trying to she says she's trying to be a peacemaker but i feel like she's not i feel like she's trying to cause drama and then run away like oh i didn't mean to do that i was just trying to make everyone be friends like no stop talking about things that you don't know about so annoying, and then Tamara is trying to be in the middle and stick up for Shannon, but also wants Tamara also is trying to keep it the peace with Lydia because they're in the same Bible group now, and I just don't like Lydia. I just don't like her. She causes issues and then in her regular life she's just boring i feel like because her regular life is boring and she knows that she's trying to make up for it and stay interesting on the show by being the drama creator but she wants to everybody to think she's all nice and innocent and she's not so yeah then we move on to the next episode and it's just very obvious it's like team kelly and vicky and lydia and they show some weird flashbacks of them wearing party headbands and i have no idea why it's just ridiculous and shannon shares more about her weight and i'm like proud of her for sharing it with every i'm sure it's really hard for her to share with the world but like i don't know I just think that's admirable to sit there and you know she's taking off her shirt in front on television and showing people her process and lets herself be very vulnerable and props to Shannon, you know. I think she's a really I think she's a really strong woman and I like her a lot. But I do think she needs to stop saying it's Vicky's fault because while Vicky might have been the trigger, it takes more than one day and one accusation to let your health get out of control so they go to dinner and it's Lydia and Peggy and Shannon and Tamara and you can already tell Peggy just like doesn't understand the sense of humor and Peggy goes oh yeah I make jokes about my husband beating me and it was so awkward and Shannon was just like okay well I don't think that's funny and I don't really think it's funny either I mean that's fine Peggy if you want to make jokes about that but that doesn't mean that other people don't take offense to that because it's kind of a serious thing just putting that out there but who knows so that's that situation and I just felt like Peggy was not trying I couldn't tell if Peggy was trying to be rude or if she just isn't used to like or if that's just her personality like she just comes across kind of harsh and resting bitch face. I don't know if that's just how she is. But she was just kind of... I don't know. Shannon was talking about her house. And Peggy's like, well, I wouldn't do that. Like, why don't you just be like, oh, sounds nice. I don't know. Just make nice. It was just annoying. And then Kelly comes in and she goes, I had no idea you guys were going to be here. And then they flash back to Lydia literally telling them exactly that they were going to be at that restaurant that night. So Kelly's just full of shit. And Kelly just... Ugh, she makes me so freaking mad she's lying about everything she's like this is our jam this we're here because this is our jam go get mad at me it's down the street from my house like all this drama then Lydia starts praying in the bathroom for Shannon and it's so weird and you can tell Shannon's just you can tell Shannon's like "Okay, Lydia's crazy but I want to like keep the peace with her so i'll say thank you for this prayer in the bathroom but kelly is just like a high school girl and just starts causing all this drama and then they start screaming at each other at the table and everybody's staring and the manager literally comes over and it's like really dramatic and embarrassing and shannon just loses her shit kelly is like she knows exactly how to hit the little trigger buttons you know she hits the trigger buttons and tries to run away and then she like laughs about it she reminds me of that annoying little brother who is such a little dick and drives you freaking off the wall and then runs away laughing and never gets in trouble I just truly hate Kelly and then afterwards Lydia's like I'm so sorry Peggy I'm so embarrassed and I'm like Lydia you are like the puppet master and you did that you did that whole thing I'm just glad Megan wasn't there. Actually it would have been interesting if Megan was there. Meanwhile, Megan is wearing an Elsa outfit in all of her interviews, and I'm just really entertained by it. So that's Real Housewives of Orange County. Basically, the status is Kelly and Vicky and Lydia annoy the shit out of me, and they're really annoying. Did I say they're annoying? And then I love Tamara and I also love Shannon, but she kinda needs to pull her shit together. And I'm hoping that Peggy switches teams. I'm hoping Peggy terms Team Tamara. And I miss Heather. And that's Real Housewives of Orange County. And then we'll just wrap up with some New York stuff. Because New York is always fun. It's so fun. It's a party in New York. So let's find my New York notes. Okay, yeah. There's not that much to say about New York women. Because literally it's the same shit every single time. So Yeah. They are just always arguing. It's always this Ramona versus Bethany thing. Ramona is saying that she doesn't lie, that she's great, that she's nice, and Bethany needs to apologize, and Bethany's saying, you know, Ramona is... Ramona needs to apologize and that she's batshit crazy. And it's just this back and forth, back and forth. And then Be- they're going to Mexico, and Bethany literally had invited Ramona, and then Ramona is like a little bitch. And then Bethany uninvites her, and Ramona goes, Well, I'm still going. You can't invite me. Like she literally says, You can't uninvite me. She's literally, Ramona is my mother. I can't even tell you guys how much she is my mother. It scares me. It's, it's hilarious. And I mean, every time they just show Ramona, I'm just, they show her at the gym and she's all serious and I'm just like, oh my God, you're not cool. And then Tinsley goes on a date with this guy, Scott, and that Carol sets her up with and Tinsley is awkwardly bringing up her ex-husband and I feel kind of bad for Scott because I'm just like, okay, this is a lot, Tinsley, you obviously don't know how to do a first date and then Tinsley starts making out with him it just escalated really quickly and i feel like tinsley has really good intentions but just doesn't really know what she's doing and then but this Scott guy seemed cool and the fact that he's still stuck with her after she was being kind of crazy makes me wonder do you just want to date somebody who's on tv or are you just like cool and down with it because tinsley's a sweet girl so i don't know and then torinda freaking forgets her bathing suit she's on the phone and she's like, oh my god, if you hadn't reminded me, I wouldn't have brought my bathing suit to freaking Mexico. This is so typical Dorinda. Last time she forgets her whole fucking suitcase and this time forgets her (laughs) her bathing suit. She's such a blonde. I, I can't even. So then they get to Mexico and this shit with the bedroom. This is the why there's not much to say about these episodes because literally 75% of these episodes was showing Ramona and Sonia have a freaking panic attack about their goddamn bedroom and they do this every time they go on a trip they have to have a bedroom together they have to have the best bedroom and it's like talking to five-year-olds they literally had to pick numbers and they were trying to bully Tinsley into giving their number bully Dorinda Dorinda is debating just giving up her room because Dorinda has this weird thing where she wants them to like her and it's really sad it's kind of like it reminds me of like I said it reminds me of Gretchen Wiener is wanting Regina George to like her and like it's just pathetic that these women are this old and dealing with this shit I can't even handle it and then they're all making fun of Ramona with her IPL because her face is so messed up I don't think they should be making fun of her you know what I get laser done too sometimes what have in a while, but sometimes your face has just got to look bad in order to look good later. And then Sonia gets a dick pic, and I'm just like, these women... It's just so funny because the things these women do in their situations is like what happened to me in high school and maybe what should have happened to me in college. And then I think as I get older, I'd. why would you get in these situations like we're past that age? And they are still living in that age, and I just, I just don't understand, so they're just all really immature, Sonia literally goes, going up the stairs isn't good for us, and I'm like, are you, first of all, you're acting like you're five, but then you're saying you can't go up the stairs like you're 85, which one is it, there's just, they spend the whole episode of fighting about the, about the room, and I really had a big problem with that, and then they're talking about that tinsley is in the press it's in the press that tinsley isn't grateful for (laughs) sonia housing her (laughs) is this the fucking news that tinsley isn't great like this is in the news on page six whatever that is like you know like i'm like there are real news issues going on and this is in the news and it obviously sonia and or ramona put that in there it's just pathetic who fucking cares and Tinsley is grateful and sonia is trying to hold this over her like if you if you guys ever need somewhere to stay do not stay with sonia because she will hold it over you for the rest of your freaking life it's just a mess and these trips are always a general mess and it's true ramona brings out the worst in sonia and sonia is one of those people who flip-flops whoever she's around she acts differently around and i don't like how she turns into this other person around ramona it's just so mean girls and so sixth grade and i just i just get frustrated and i really hope that sonia stops but also part of me okay this is the issue right now it's like Ramona against Bethany but I miss when Bethany and Ramona were friends because I felt like they were just like a power duo and I want it to go back to everyone against Luann is that fucked up but I want Ramona and Bethany to become friends again but if they come become friends then like there has to be somebody who is the the villain you know so then it would be Luann I don't want it to be Tinsley Unless everybody goes back to Sonia in case Sony- if Sonia does something crazy. I don't know. There's not enough villains. And I don't like that it has to be Sonia against... Or not Sonia. I don't like that it has to be Bethany against Ramona. Because it's just funnier when they're on the same team. It's just so funny how all the housewives are just about teams. And who likes each other. And then every season it flip flops. And it's just good drama. That's all I have to say about the housewives my throat hurts solo episodes are hard for me because my throat literally hurts I also was podcasting earlier so it's just been like a long day but thanks for listening to me rant about this I'm curious to hear what you guys think about the housewives tell me who your favorite housewives are and what team you're on even if you don't agree with me that's totally fine talk about it in the Facebook group actually adultish podcast nation tell me what's up so we can discuss this because I have no one to talk about it with but I want to talk about it. Obviously, I just talked about it for an hour. So yeah, hopefully you guys liked this not so quick reality TV update. Excited for Bachelorette to end and find out who it is next time we chat. She will choose her her boo. And we'll see if anything interesting happens in Housewives land because I just feel like they're going to run around in circles at this point, which it's fine. It's fine. So yeah, we'll see. If you liked it, please leave a rating interview on iTunes. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. Make sure you shop through the Amazon link. And make sure you get some good-ass olive oil from Cassandrinos, Cassandrinos.com. Use the code ADDICTEDTOLOVELY or ACTUALLYADULTISH, one of those codes. You'll get 10% off. Check out Beauty Counter, beautycounter.com slash Christina Rice. You'll love it. And if you want more of me and my shenanigans, you can follow me on Instagram at addicted to lovely, addicted underscore to underscore lovely, because some person took it without underscores and she's a spam account and they won't delete it. So I digress. Also my blog, addicted to lovely.com. I'm, I'm chilling everywhere. I'm very active. So we'd we'll love to hear back from you guys. Hope you liked it. All right. Bye.